0: Helen Raleigh, it is so great to have you in studio. Thank you. You are an author, speaker. You write for The Federalist. You've written uh, three books. And your website is HelenRaleighSpeaks.com, right? Yes. And uh, so you have... Do you have links to all the pieces that you've been writing for The Federalist, and you've got your books there and everything? Yes, people can find all my
1: books and most of the articles. And by the way, I should announce that uh, I have a new article on the National Review this, uh, this month's issue, of oh National Review. all aw- and you've been in the Wall Street Journal, so what's the article in National Review? Well, it's about uh, a immigrant experience to support the market economy. Uh, so I shared my immigration experience as well as, as an entrepreneur. Start, how, how did I start the Red Metal Advisors, and how did I s- support women to find
0: financial freedom? Okay. Well, that's great. com. That's yes. com, And we have an announcement. Steve, are you ready? Helen Raleigh will be speaking at the Stand for Colorado Rally that is 4 to 530 uh, next Friday. Uh, May 10th on the west steps of the Capitol, and then there are concurrent uh, um, uh, Stanford-Colorado rallies out in Grand Junction, Alamosa, Gunnison, others to be announced, but Helen Raleigh will be also one of our speakers. I'm so thrilled.
1: I'm glad to hear it. I mean, you've already got a, an impressive uh, cast, uh, not cast, that's the right word, word you see where this no coffee thing has taken me?
0: <laughs> I can totally see that, Steve. Thank you. He's not totally himself this morning, is he's, he? He's not, but he's hanging on there. He's hanging on there, that's for sure. So, Okay, Helen, I'm so excited you will be there next week as well. I've got some other surprises we'll be announcing next week as well. So, Thank you. I'm awesome. looking forward to it. Awesome, awesome. So uh, before we jump into this conversation regarding AOC and Amazon, there is something that is just really near and dear, dear to your heart that you wanted to talk about, and that is uh, like an angel parents' day. Yeah,
1: I, it just the idea came to me because of the Mother's Day right around corner mm-hmm. next week. Um, but there is an inconvenient truth in our life that not uh, every parents get to celebrate a Mother's Day with mm-hmm. their children um, because many people lost their children mm-hmm. uh, either due to pregnancy or infant death or. Uh, you know, like young teen suicide, you Mm -hmm. know, accidents. So this is a time, while we celebrate Mother's Day with leaving children, this is a time we should also keep in mind that there are many moms who are angel moms um, because their children are angel now. So it's time to call your attention to this Inconvenient
0: truth and think about what other things we can do for this special group of moms. You know, and Helen, it's interesting that you had mentioned that, you know, I do so much work with my World War II project. And uh, the guy that I introdu- or interviewed, um, let's see, and it will be the week after Mother's Day will be his uh, interview. He was first wave of Omaha Beach uh, during D-Day. And interestingly enough, his particular boat, there were 30 guys on there, they got caught on a sandbar or something. So they didn't mm-hmm. make it to the, the beach. And so he said, I think that saved my life because he said 96% of his company was either killed or they were injured, and I stepped back and I thought about it. You know these were just young guys, and uh, so to that point there was there was a bunch of moms there that you know their sons were not yes. there for that next mother 's day and i, I hadn 't really thought about that until you know you and I started this conversation
1: right, and our society really have a culture stigma to talk about uh, the death of young people and an infant, especially uh, because you know. It's just something violated the natural order, right? We should bury our children. We, we should be buried by our children, not that the other way around. Yeah. When yeah. something like this terrible things happened, we don't know how to talk about it. And we don't really understand the grief. We think it's just something momentarily, you know, it should pass. passed. People should move on um, for a few months or a few years later. But there's no moving on. When you lost a child, you know, it, I, there's a big hole in your future because you had planned. It's always there yeah it's always there and every day every moment you're walking into that future without your child you know with a big hole in your future so if something stays with you and as a friend and a love, a love uh, you know people who care as family and friends if we know some people you know you care that lost a child you know Keep checking in with them, knowing that the grief is always there, the pain of loss is always there, and especially on special occasions like Mother's Day or Father's Day, you know, special days that really triggering for them to remind what they have lost. Mm-hmm. You know, be gentle with them, reaching out to them, whether we have a national angel parents day or not. It's it's something to bring attention to this special
0: group of people. Well, and I think that uh, Eve, you know, it would be I think great to have an angel, uh, parents. angels Parents Day. Um, however, just as friends, uh, if we know that there is a loss in a in a friend's life, um, you know, I think reaching out, as you say, just a, maybe a little text, say, "Hey, thinking of you today." Yes. It's the little things in life that really matter.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, one thing, one thing you can do is. Uh, And your parents, even though their children's not here with them, they're still counting the milestones, you know, on their birth, on their child's birthdays or the day, you know, there's about due days, all those other things. So as a good friend, the easy question you can ask is, you know, when was your child's birthday? And on that birthday, every year, just send a text to say, I'm thinking about you and your child, mention their child's name. That means a word to the parents.
0: To to name the name. To name the names and remember their birthday. I think that that really, and so that's just something that each of us can do. And as Mother's Day is coming up, if we if we have a friend that we know that, uh, you know, is suffering a loss, their child has passed on, then it's a great thing to just reach out to them. Now, I'm going to do something very dangerous. I'm going to, today with Steve, with no coffee, I'm actually going to ask to go to break early. And I'm hoping that, that we're going to get to do that, Steve. Is that a possibility? Okay, we're going to go to break early early so that we can actually focus on this conversation regarding AOC and Amazon in this whole last, last segment. So we'll be right back. I am, I'm excited to have this conversation. We were having lunch a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and uh, I made the statement. I actually agree with uh, AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez regarding uh, saying no to all these um, uh, government or these uh, incentives and tax, tax breaks for Amazon. And I said, I just don't think it's fair that uh, they give these uh, tax breaks and um, incentives incentives to Amazon, but they don't give it to the little guy. And you challenged me.
1: Yes, because the key, the word we use is very important to analyze this issue. What Amazon, the government, New York City, and New York State did not give anything to Amazon. Okay, because. All they agreed was that uh, the three billion dollar tax incentive package that the AOC and the um, a protest was it was 10 t- billion?
0: Uh, 10 billion? I it, was 10 it was ten billion, billion. but they, then they were supposed to the, the package. Oh, they say they're going to generate ten billion dollars in revenue, yeah. and they're going to get three billion back. You're right. Right. So, so the tax incentive is really is really tied
1: to Amazon's. You know, the revenues they are going to generate as well as the employment employment opportunities they're going to create, the jobs they're going to create. It's, it's not about a give. Because the government has nothing to give. In order for government, government, they can only redistribute. So in order for them to redistribute, they first have to take. They have to take it from individual. They have to take it from corporation. So in Amazon's case, New York City and New York State agree to take less. They agree to take $3 billion less from Amazon in exchange for Amazon to move. The headquarters to New York, second headquarters to New York, New York City. So that's the key differences between why the words, we're, yeah, between the words and the words matters, right? The give when you see when AOC and her supporters say, you know, the government should not give Amazon. Well, I agree, government should not give Amazon anything. But in this particular deal, the government give Amazon, gives Amazon nothing. They just agree to take less from Amazon, and that's a key difference.
0: And that's where you really challenged me because I used AOC's words. And because my experience on, on uh, Lone Tree City Council, what I saw was in different economic development packages, what they do is, and I use the word they give, the, the big corporations, the breaks, the little guy over here still has to pay full fare. And, and so changing the language, and I think you're, you're right on this, Helen, uh, is they, uh, the government agrees to take less from Amazon, but they still take more. From the little guy. And that's unfair. You know, under the idea of the American idea, everyone is to be treated equally. Now, they do this under the guise of economic development. They say, oh, this is going to bring in jobs. And uh, the implication is, and and they, they put this figure out, this is going to generate X for our community. But I'm not sure the little guy really sees it. He's continuing to pay full fare. You know, here in Colorado, there's something called business personal property tax. I'm not sure people understand that. You know, you pay your property taxes, but businesses have to also pay tax, like a property tax on, say, if you have a pizza parlor parlor on the oven, on the tables, on the chairs, every year they have to pay a tax on that. And that's astounding. And so what, what we've seen, though, is under the guise of economic development, and we have people that are being paid, government employees that are being mm-hmm. paid for, quote-unquote, economic development, they work out these deals where the bigger corporations might not have to pay as much of their business personal property tax, but yet the little guy over here has to, and that is just not fair. I agree with you. It's
1: not a fair situation. And But to address that unfairness is not to offer big corporations something we do not offer to the small small guys, so the so the way to address that is instead of punishing the big business, we should uh, as taxpayers we should demand that the government to give to cut basically cut taxes, you know cut business taxes for every, yeah for everybody. If some if if a tax incentive package, is, if a government can take less from Amazon. They can take less from the cleaner, dry cleaners, you know, around the corner. They can take less from the Chinese restaurant, you know, down the street. To me, yes. So that's why sometimes it's very difficult to start to have a a rational debate with the left about certain issues. Because it's always half-truths baked in a wrong idea, and this is especially visible with AOC. She tends to have a very childish understanding of a situation. Then she comes up with a very childish solution, and it's really surprising. She's actually got an economic degree from you know Boston University. ever paid for that should get their money back. <laughs> well, but but still, so 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 when we to, going back to Amazon, New York State has the highest the highest combined personal property tax burden and the state and local exercise tax burden in all 50 states, right? So you cannot blame Amazon from a business standpoint. By the way, I I am a shareholder, so I totally support them for demanding the government to take less from them. But but what I also agree is that it's an unfair situation because the small businesses like the dry cleaners, the restaurant owners in New York, New York City, New York State, they don't get to have that kind of negotiation power. So in order for New York State, New York City to be more fair to all the businesses, especially small businesses, because in the United States, small businesses are responsible. You you're talking about economic development. Small businesses are responsible for over three quarters of the job employment opportunities. So if you really, as an official, city official, state official, you want to create more jobs, support small business.
0: So the way to do it, to make this more fair, is to cut the taxes for everybody. Right, and cut the regulations. Take less. And another thing I wanted to talk about, though, is, and we see this in Colorado, and in some ways I'm very concerned, um, because when you have government coming in and picking these winners and losers, it can be good for a while. You can have all these, you know, favorable economic numbers you know job growth wage growth those kinds of things but if it's not built on a strong foundation ultimately it's going to collapse and that's why when government starts picking winners and losers ultimately you you see that in Detroit mm-hmm. you know you saw with the whole big union town you know what fifty years ago Detroit was was the jewel of of prosperity and and then it's gone through a very difficult time. And I submit to you it's because of government policy, picking winners and losers instead of, you know, let, like letting a free economy work out. But So you bring these big corporations in, and uh, they and they say they're going to create all these jobs. But think about that. They create all these jobs, but that puts pressure on uh, our roads and our bridges and traffic congestion and our, our schools. And so there's costs that will be borne from that. And again... You're you're looking over at your, your your little guys, your your dry cleaners and your restaurant, and all, and they still have to uh, you know pay those taxes. That all these things are affecting their businesses.
1: Yes, so that that's why I'm really not a big fan of a government led business economic development, you know, so called task forces, things like that. I think if you have a free market, if you have low. Taxes. If you have fewer regulations to strengthen the business development, good entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs will come in on their own. They, they do not necessarily need an incentive package to to come in if if they see the business environment is right for them. I do also. I do want to go back to the Amazon deal because there's something we should also point out. Many times when the government jump in to pick winners and losers. Well, the winners in those deals are not necessarily the, business, the big, not even the big businesses, but the uh, um, politician supporters like the unions. So, if you go back to the Amazon deal, among this is $3 billion package, about a, a 500 million of them come in the, in, in the form of a capital grant. The reason there's a capital grant that associated with uh, cost development for a building the headquarter buildings and stuff is because the uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Demanded Amazon, they have to hire union workers to build their headquarters. As we all know, union workers tend to be more expensive and they tend not to keep on the schedule. And so the project involved with union workers tend to, you know, delay and go over budget. And so what Amazon did was basically say, you know what, if you're going to force us to hire union workers, you pay them. And Jukumo said, okay. So basically, Andrew Cuomo basically said, "Well, I will give you five hundred million dollars in terms of grant to cover capital cost development." So what Amazon basically is like an agent; they take five hundred, they get the five hundred millions from the government, and they pass on to the union workers that Andrew Cuomo want them to hire, and the union workers turn around and support Democrats like Andrew Cuomo.
0: So this is a corruption. Well, and the other thing that, that that does is that increases the cost of labor for yes. all these little businesses that we were just talking about. Exactly. And, and then the other thing you were talking about is the whole political ramifications, scratching one's back and how the money uh, worked on that. And, and that's the other thing. You look at the players on this, Andrew Cuomo, Cuomo um, Bill, um, Mayor de, de Blasio, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, um, they certainly know how to work this system. And they do it with taxpayer dollars, really.
1: Right. And, you know, we really should focus on the Democratic corruption. And I I don't know if you heard that the uh, Baltimore mayors just got resigned. I saw that. Right. So when we talk about those deals, you know, I I do resign, uh, resign the fact that the big business, you know, tend to play those games along, play those games along. I wish they have more integrity and. You know, I wish they speak up more on behalf of the little 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 guys. Um, but at the same time, you know, from their standpoint, they're doing this for the shareholders, right? If they can save money for their shareholders, if they do have the market power to sway, they will use it. So, for us as a influencer uh, for public opinions, we need to be careful for the words we use and to help people really understand what the issues are. Because right now, the when Amazon pulled out of New York City, the biggest losers are the working people in in in. New York City
0: because it ultimately comes out of their pocket
1: exactly it comes out of their pocket one way or another and they lost but most important they lost this great opportunity to have high paying jobs and all the trainings they need to move into the digital economy they lost you know 20 they are the biggest loser they lost 25,000 high paying jobs and they actually that's why when the initial deal announced 70 percent of New Yorkers actually support support this deal it's the politicians for for their own, you know, selfish selfish interest rejected this deal. They pushed a good American company out.
0: Well, and ultimately, though, if people are are in support of Amazon coming in and creating twenty five thousand jobs, Amazon should do that under a free market situation instead of government, you know, doing these incentives and tax breaks. And so, what that would mean is the, let's lower. Amazon's taxes in, in all by $3 billion, and, but let's also lower the taxes and regulations for the little restaurant, the, uh, the dry, dry cleaners. cleaners. Uh, yeah. let's, let's, uh, let's eliminate that and bring that down about 30% as well. And you know what would happen? This economy would truly take off. New York's economy would truly take off if they started to do that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, absolutely. So instead of focus on cutting taxes for one company offer special incentive for one company, the New York State really should just focus on how can they reduce their tax for overall for everybody. And once they do that, they don't need to offer special incentive package. I mean, New York New York City is a great city. You know, they are, they, they, it has many things to offer. You know, if they reduce the regulation, cut the tax burdens for business and individuals, people will come.
0: But they lose their control. So. Yes, now, if you can remember this, I didn't get the whole thing written down, but th- there was a great takeaway. You said something about half-baked ideas, and do you remember what you said? It was socialism is half-baked ideas, and we're going to have to go back and find that, i have Steve. to go back and find it, that. I mean, it was brilliant, and Steve's like, we need to have, you know, make sure that we talk about our takeaways. That's a great takeaway. We'll have to find well, that.
1: Well, I do want to add one takeaway is that politicians rarely go to, uh, politici- politicians will go to jails if they, uh, make fraud of money, but they never go to jails for wasting our taxpayers' money. We need to find a
0: way to hold them accountable for wasting taxpayers' money. Well, and it should be at the voting booth. So, hey, our quote from today is a young guy, Dave Rubin, American libertarian political commentator. He said, "Classical liberalism, classic, classical liberalism is the idea that individual freedom and limited government are the best way for humans to form a free society. I like that.